need it right now. And it's because I just watched Summer House season 50. And I have both, guys. I keep, I'm doing a quick one today. I wanted to do a, I don't know, like a, this is how I'm feeling, off the cuff, post-show reaction. So this is it. I'm going to come to you. We're going to talk about this. I also just want to talk about some things that have been going on this week in you know, our Bravo universe, our reality TV worlds as well. And yeah, just talk about some quick uh, stories that I saw that I thought were really interesting. And then I want to get right into it. This is going to be a quick one. This week, I am also recording with such a good follow on TikTok. Her name is Thought House. It's at Thought House. And as in like, I have a thought, not a thought, which I mean, arguably, she's both in the best way. And um, I'm so excited for her to join. She's so into Vanderpump Rules the way I have been. That's how we found each other on on TikTok. And we've been going back and forth and talking about it. And we really were wanted to have her on way sooner. But then we thought about it. And we were just like, you know what? Let's just wait until the reunion. Let's record the next day. And I just feel like it's going to be such a good episode. So keep your ears and eyes peeled for that post. That will come later this week, probably Thursday. Well, it'll probably be Friday um, of this week uh, just because of recording and things like that. You guys know I'm a mom. I work full time. Can't, uh, Can't do it all, but I will try. Anywho, let's just talk about some things going on in our world. You know, first of all, can we please just give um, a shout out to who else? Ariana. She partnered with SoFi, which is a financial institution, which this is my podcast. I will say I have heard that they are not uh, the best. There have been some situations. There is another... um, really popular finance influencer. I forget. It was like 100K or something, the first 100K. I've been following her for a while. I really liked her. And then she ran into some issues with her partnership. I think um, some customers were not happy with the way it played out. So I saw that and I was like, ooh, so fi, yikes. Um, only because I had known about that. But listen, Ariana, get that bag. I know your intentions are right. So I'm hopeful that SoFi has fixed whatever issue that was. Uh, You can Google that. I don't have time to go into that whole thing. But that's a thing. But I'm happy for her. Everybody thought she was moving out, which she still plans to, obviously. But it was more of a play on, I need to get my financial house in order. You know, as an advertising professional, I have to appreciate those partnerships, you know? I, I, I do. I, it's so nerdy of me. But every time they happen, I'm like, that's a great one. Or mm, I wouldn't really do that strategically. It wouldn't make the most sense. But that's why they pay me the big bucks elsewhere, not here. That's a joke. That's a joke. I work for a not-for-profit. Huh. Anyway, that happened. There was also friends. We saw And if you know me, you know that I am a Roni stan. Like, I have just grown up on Roni. I'm from New York. I love it. Have loved it always. Love its problems and all. Um, Sonia, oh, excuse me, Luann and Sonia, welcome to Crappy Lake. The trailer came out. And I'm going to tell you guys, I absolutely thought that the guest that they were about to show us was going to be, who else? Paris and Nicole. 
first names only. You know who I'm talking about. I really thought they were going to like do a nod to The Simple Life, but they did not. Instead, it was Paula Abdul, who, listen, no shame in that. Like, okay. Uh, But that just was not what I was expecting. And I'm feeling, I don't know if I'm the only one, but I, you know, based on the trailer, it looks like they're going into like these, I guess, crappy places, which is so sad if you're from there. I don't know. Is the name actually Crappy Lake? I don't think so, but maybe. Um, I have to do my research on that. More to come. And uh, I just felt like there was this air of Queer Eye, like they're going into a, a town, a community, and they're trying to like drive um visitation to the community and like help you know the economy there and things like that uh so they're just like throwing events and stuff so it is such a crossover in my opinion of the simple life and queer eye and it's just like the best the best of both because then the cherry on top is you have Luann and Sonia who in my mind are personal favorites like I just love them so much all their faults, all their flaws, all their growth, I appreciate them a lot. And the fact that they have this spinoff makes me personally very happy. So I was very excited about that trailer. Then we saw some news come out um, over the weekend about uh, really the, you know, Summer House trailer. Actually, was it over the weekend or did they release that Monday? I think they released that Monday. Forgive me. But they released that trailer ahead of the finale. And, you know, (laughs) I have thoughts. Clearly, they are going to be talking about Danielle, Lindsay, Lindsay versus essentially every girl in the house (laughs) except Gabby and Sam. And, okay, should we just go into it? Should we just go into it? I know there were other things. Oh, honorable mention for uh, Selling Sunset. I started episodes one and two, or finished them, excuse me. And, hmm, should I talk about it here? Like, should I be talking about that here? I have a lot of thoughts about Selling Sunset. Like, just the production itself. Like, I wish it felt more real. You know, it just feels so staged, very uh the city like that it's hard to really for me fully enjoy it because I don't quite buy it all um but I don't know maybe I'll maybe I'll do a separate episode on that I just wanted to mention that because I know that that was uh I think it was released over the weekend so a lot of people have been talking about it anyway let's just get into summer house friends that's why you're here uh I <laughs> <sighs> I let's rate the overall season first. I feel like the season was a solid, mm, I'd say 6.5, 7 out of 10. I don't know. Ooh, ooh. Maybe I'll give it a 7 because there were moments where they actually enjoyed themselves and like had a party. Uh, and then we saw them in the city, which is my personal fave. Guys, this season just wasn't doing it for me. I've said it. I've had guests on. Um, one of my favorite episodes on Summer House, uh, you have to go back and listen, is with Jackie Madlock. Shout out Jackie at Jackie Goes with like, I think it's one, two, three, four, five. It might be four or five S's on TikTok. That was one of the funnier conversations I've had about Summer House because we were both so passionate about it. So please, if you just want to get a fix and listen to some gals chat it up and have hot takes, go listen to that one because it was great. Um, But overall, the season, I just feel like it was kind of a flop. And 
I don't know. Like the cast, absolutely. The dynamics are off. People need to go. It's just not making sense anymore. Um, You know, I also feel like it's time to just have a new group. I've said maybe we go to different places. Maybe we do a season in a different location, very real world-esque. Maybe a new cast every time. I don't know. Maybe you have the same cast for three years and then they go to different cities across the country. That would be cool. Maybe we go international. I don't know. But something here is amiss. And I know that production's sitting down right now and they're like, hmm, okay, this isn't working anymore. Do we blow it all up? Do we do spinoffs? Like, what do we do? So, again, 6.5 out of 7. I've been watching this show since it first premiered. I just, it's lost its, uh, its spark. Maybe because it's so dark. And if you are like me and a crazy and watch almost everything on Bravo, there's a lot of darkness right now. So I guess it could also be fatigue. But let's just talk about the the finale episode because it was rough. Um, I just felt like, you know, the big, the big conversation is Lindsay and Danielle. And, you know, I've talked about, I've gone on TikTok. I feel like Danielle is a lover. That is who she is to a fault at times. I say that because I feel as though the last season, what we saw was poor communication with her relationship with Robert, with Lindsay. I just feel like there were moments where it was clear she was feeling one way, but what she was saying out loud wasn't matching her body language, like, I don't know, her just, you could just pick it up. Like, remember when she was in the car ride with Robert and they're talking about how they like don't spend a lot of time together and it's so busy and she was just making jokes. She's like, well, that's just how we are. Like, that's us, that's us. And it's like, no, you're saying that because you don't want that, you know? So I felt like this whole time with Lindsay, things weren't direct. It was never direct. And I think that the way that she is a friend, is Danielle, is admirable. She's all in. She's there for you 100%. Her problem is she expects the same thing back without communicating that that's what she needs. And that is like, I believe, something that you learn as you kind of go through adulthood and mature. And um, I've definitely learned that. You know, you have to, you have to speak what you feel Otherwise, it won't come, you know, it will never come to a solution or really just there's no way to solve it. You know, you, you don't know how the other person feels. You just might not know and you keep doing it and you keep pissing them off, you know, and that's what's happened here. Danielle didn't say anything until it was late and then it was it was too late because instead of her communicating her issues with her directly, she was going to everybody else. And it got back to Lindsay. And I do think that Danielle was truly upset. And like she felt all of these things and was feeling validated going to other people. But what the other people weren't doing for her were they were not pushing her to like talk to her. I felt like in the house especially, it was less about like go talk. It was like go stand up for yourself. But like I just don't understand why people were – taking the combative angle and it just didn't have to be like that. You know, even 
when we're watching them fight and you see Amanda sitting there, like listening in, right? And I think she's with Craig. Yeah, she's with Craig. And she's like smiling and she's nodding her head at certain points. And you could tell she's like fired up. She's heard this from Danielle like like many, many, many times before. And there's context there, right? So clearly she's had these conversations and heard this side of it. So she's now hearing a Lindsay who's very tired of all this. She's so over it. She doesn't even have a reaction sometimes. And friends, when you kill him with silence, it's bad. You know, kill him with kindness, that's bad. But when you kill him with silence, oh, that can drive people insane. And I think that's what, that is clearly what happened here. I mean, Danielle was so frustrated that she was not getting any emotion out of Dan, uh, out of Lindsay. However, here's what I'll say in her defense. Listen, take, take context out of it. If you're Lindsay and you are really just hearing mum rumblings and, and chatter about your best friend, talking shit on your relationship with your boyfriend that you hope to be a serious relationship, that you hope to get engaged, that eventually it could be a serious, committed relationship marriage. And then when you go to your friend about, you know, just the relationship in general, this friend, they kind of always meet you with, this is weird. I don't know if I love this. Like there's just always a little remark yeah, I think you get fed up. I do. And then I think you see a reaction at the engagement party. I do think what Lindsay said was very valid. You know, when Danielle was like, I wanted to, I was wanted this for you. I was so excited for you. I wanted to celebrate you. And, and Lindsay said, you had that opportunity. That was your opportunity. And Danielle's like, I know. And Lindsay's like, well, I know. And what did you do with it? You shat all over it and made it about you. And that's where... I think I understand the shock of Danielle hearing about this 30 minutes before and like not realizing how far along this was and wishing she was in a, the the reality is she was wishing that she was in a better place with her friend at this moment in her friend's life. That's what the upset is about. It's not that she didn't know. It's not that she didn't get told. None of that. Because quite honestly, if my best friend is with somebody that I love and approve of, I don't care if I don't get told. I would love to be told. I would love to be included. But at the end of the day, like I want her to be happy. And if this person's making her happy and I believe that they have a really strong connection and it's a healthy one that I can stand behind, I don't care. I will be there and I will support you. I'll be bummed that I didn't know only because I would have like helped him just like pick something out that I know you love, but I'm not going to be mad. I'm not, the hurt isn't, the hurt is displaced. And I feel like that is sort of been Danielle's MO on the edit we've seen is that it's misplaced. She is, yes, she's frustrated about her friend. She feels like her friend hasn't been there for her. She also has not communicated to this friend that she needs that. Only in the last couple episodes have we seen that, right? And this Engagement party happens and Danielle is a mess. She is a mess. And I understand it being very upsetting, but I don't understand how you can wait 
until, and this goes to both sides, but I guess in this situation at surface level, like Danielle, yeah, like you were the one acting a fool at an engagement party. I wonder, you know, do they have this conversation earlier? Like how come they didn't reach out to you? If I were Danielle, I mean, this is just me, I, I would have probably a week out after that engagement party, let the dust settle, reach out, call, call. And say, like, hey, I really want to catch up. I really am so happy for you, first and foremost. Like, I could not be happier for you. I want to talk about my behavior because I really feel like it was totally misplaced. And I don't want it to be a cloud over what I wanted to be a wonderful moment in your life. Because Danielle does want that. I don't think she wants to shit all over her engagement. And I mean, she said that. I just wish that it was handled a little bit more mature and it wasn't like iced. And I wonder if there was a lot of noise around Danielle to just like, don't talk to her. We'll let her talk to you or just wait till the house. Um, it just seems like the vibe, but again, who knows? We don't know. All in all, I thought their argument was sad. I mean, personally, I, I kind of got why Lindsay was give, was icing her. She's just like, dude, like this is supposed to be the happiest time of my life and you have not showed up in any way other than really just frustration and upset and I don't know, like drama. So for the behavior then on the engagement night to be so bad and then to like have your boyfriend go to my fiance and complain on the night of, yeah, I would have issue. I would. I don't think that makes me emotionless, actually. I I know there's on the trailer for the reunion, Kyle had said, you were the most emotionless person, blah, blah, blah. And and Lindsay says, I had had enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean you're emotionless. Honestly, it's almost the opposite. You're like controlling yourself to the point that you don't even want to share your emotion. Like it's so private to you. Listen, I get it. It's like, what is it going to solve? What is it going to solve? So I'm very interested to see how that all plays out at the reunion. Um, It was sad. I definitely feel like this relationship is on ice for now. I don't think it's over. I don't think it's over. But I don't know. We got to see what they say. I want to see what is said at this reunion um, because I'm just not quite too – I'm just not positive. So hmm, I don't know. I don't know. All right, can we please talk about Paige and Craig? Because uh, that made me so happy. Honestly, Craig is, and I know people have feelings about them, but I don't care. I'm happy for them. I feel like Craig is so sweet. The way he's approaching this conversation with Paige about like the next step, timing, and I don't know, there was something just really authentic about it so authentic. It just felt like they really got each other and they were being sweet about it with each other. And there is something sweet about them. And good on Paige for just saying, this is what I need. This is the timing I need and laying it all out. And Craig is following suit. 
And I think there's something to be said about that. And people think that this is such a like for the show thing. I totally disagree. I think that they actually do have a connection. And I think there's something really nice about it. So I'm, I am a fan of their relationship. I think that together they're really sweet. And honestly, something that I've seen as like a takeaway of their relationship is that there are many moments where they are sidebarring about what's going on. And I feel like together they always come to a very mature level-headed solution. Not every time, but like nine out of 10 times what we've seen. So I just think it's nice. Like that's what you want in a partner, right? Someone who can like, you can talk things out with, you can talk them through with, and you can kind of get to a position on a topic together. It's it's really nice. I don't know. I, I'm very happy for them, clearly. And I thought that relationship or that conversation was just a nice one. It was just refreshing, you know? I feel like it's always drama. So it was nice to see that. Um, speaking of drama, we saw Maya and Oliver go through their thing. To be quite honest, I never quite understood it. And I just want to take a beat on Maya. I have seen a lot of commentary on Maya. I also have made commentary on like just not loving her approach to things. And last night I saw something in her that I just want to like put it out there. I feel like Maya is somebody who is, has been hurt in the past. She's super guarded. She's very loyal. Um, I think sometimes her loyalty blinds her to like other people's perspectives. I mean, this is what I've seen just going off the show. So I don't, you know, I don't know her, but in her, in, you know, her narratives or storylines that have kind of come out to play, like the whole, her siding with Danielle and this Danielle Lindsay thing. Um, obviously Maya has feelings because of her own friendship that she's had, has either or with Carl kind of obviously changes her perspective on Lindsay. But I feel like with Danielle, she would always like, and I don't know if it was just the edit. I don't know, but it just felt like Maya was always gassing Danielle up, like gassing her up to like get her pissed off and like just kind of call out the negativity in what was going on instead of like really kind of talking it through. And that's what I saw with Amanda. I saw Amanda really kind of trying to talk to Danielle about her feelings, like saying, I'm sorry, like I know this hurts you, um, being on her side and then giving Lindsay a shot later, which was like interesting. I was like, hmm, <laughs> you were just talking to Danielle, but whatever. Um, I think she's in a unique spot, Amanda, because of her, obviously her husband, Kyle, and Carl's relationship. So Anyway, Maya, I just feel like she, there's just something that's, you know, she's been pretty private and I think it's okay to be a private person. I have no problem with you being a private person. What happens though is that you get onto these shows and we never quite see the whole story. We see like pieces of the story. We see parts of the story. And then what we're doing on our end is kind of just like making this like creating a narrative for you. And I saw in the trailer Maya like really leaned into the spin, the quote unquote spin that Lindsay and Carl have towards like the group and like their reactions um, to them getting engaged and all of it. 
Uh, but what Maya doesn't realize is like she is very, she comes off very cold. And when you come off cold, and it, and, and the thing is, you see her with people one-on-one, like the people that she's close with, like a Sierra. Um, yeah, I mean, she's not warm and fuzzy with her either. Like there's cute things that they do as friends, but like she's just not that girl. And that's okay. But what's going to happen is that you're going to be on a show like this and and the fans aren't going to connect. And they're going to actually connect with the things that maybe are the bad at it. Like, and when I say connect, they're not going to like. I think with Maya, a lot of what she's doing is just like, it seems a little like she's digging and she's poking and prodding and guessing people up and negative and mean. But like, I do think that a lot of it is just like her loyalty and the way she is as a friend and it's admirable. But when when you're a viewer and you can see the context and the full picture, it doesn't read the same way. And I don't know, maybe, I don't know if she, she's very uh, one and done. It seems like with Oliver, obviously they've been going through something. She's picking up that he's cheating on her, sees text messages before this party, like over the weekend or the day before, what was it? And obviously she's upset. She's pissed. I would be. And instead of being open with like everybody, it's like she keeps it so insular and then you don't really kind of get to know her and like how she's feeling and what her perspectives are on these things. I don't know. I just feel like with Maya, we missed out, you know? Like I feel like I'm not quite sure if she's going to be back next season because I know she's really close with Sierra and that's awesome and Paige and Amanda. But just like as a TV personality, I am – I'm not quite getting it. I think she has some good advice at times, but yeah, I'm not sure. So we'll see. We'll see. But speaking of just like casting, the newbies, I just want to give us like a – let's take a moment. Sam is awesome. I love her. She is the energy Summer House needs. She is bubbly. She is fun. She's a little cheeky. She brings the chemistry element, you know. I just think she's a great time and she needs to be back. She needs to be back. I want to see where she goes in life. And she's just very nice. Side note, friends, I've DMs with her and she's very kind. Very, very kind. So, love her. Who else? Chris. I actually feel like in this last few episodes, Chris's personality came out a little bit and would have been fun to have gotten to know that side of him earlier. Um, Yeah, I think it was tough. He's not, you know, there were so many girls in the house. There was only so many people he could really connect with. And all of the other guys were essentially in relationships. So, yeah, I think he had a good time with them. And I definitely think he's gotten a relationship with the guys out of it and the group. But I I feel bad. I feel like he would have been a great... um, I think it would have been easier for him to really shine if there were more men on the cast. Just a thought. But I really like him. I really do. Then we got Corey who joined us for a couple episodes and he's nice. I just, I don't know. I'm glad Sam likes him. Like I have no issue with him. I just don't really think he's like a need to have, you know? I don't know. But that's just me. Lovely man, though. Anyway, who else? I'm just – oh, Gabby. Oh, my God. How could I forget? Gabby. Okay, friends. I started out my summer house journey this season thinking Gabby was 
cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, trying to slander all of us cancers immediately. I was like, girl, I can't like you if you don't like me before you know me, which is ironic because I feel like that was one of her main gripes with Sierra. But um, over the season, she started to open up and I really like her. And I think that the way that she was there for Lindsay was very kind. I think that she was just being nice to everybody and like trying to get to know them all. Good on Gabby. I think even at this at last episode, she says like, I've learned to kind of go with it and, and not close myself off to things. And obviously there was that guy that she was seeing, which was great. Matt, I think he was like so into her and her little pixie cut wig. I loved it. I think Gabby is here to stay. I think she's really an interesting person to follow. I think her storyline and that arc could be interesting. I'd like to see um, more of her sister and like that dynamic. And because we know it, it has it's such a integral part of who she is. I want to see Gabby. I want to see more of her. I think she's funny as hell. She's smart. Love it. Love it. Am I missing anyone new? I know Craig was like a here and there, but I don't think he was a, you know, hundo percent cast. He, it was fun to have him. And I think it's nice because we, we always see full page when Craig is there. So I appreciated that. Then it was the, you know, I think the Sierra, the Sierra Amanda Page trio thing and like, are they bullies? Are they not bullies? I don't think they're bullies. I am lucky enough to have a lot of girlfriends and we talk shit. It's the truth. And that's my truth. (laughs) That's our truth. I don't know. It's bad, but we do. It's just like human nature. We talk to each other. We talk about things. I think if my four best friends were in a house with three other people that we were friends with and there were issues going on, we would probably be talking about them too. If we were on microphone on camera, it's part of the gig. I know what's going on. Would we maybe strategize about what we say? Probably, but that's because I'm just, I'm that way. However, they can be really mean sometimes. Like, I think it's, I think they can be. Like, that's okay. I think it's okay. They can be a little bitchy, a little snarky, a little sassy, a little shady, if you will. There is no denying that. Absolutely. Um, But, I just think that they are regular girls who have girlfriends who they speak to, that they talk to. I don't think any of them are ever going to get along with Lindsay because they never, ever, ever gave each other the opportunity to. They all say they have Mm -mm. both ways. It's just not going to happen and that's okay. But I think that we need to stop trying to pretend that like it's ever going to ever, ever meant to friendship. So I will leave it at that. Honestly, seeing uh, Carl and Kyle like chat at the end about how obviously everything had just gone down with Daniel and Lindsay was sad. I just felt like even their interaction has like a 5% at the very top level of awkward strain, you know, like there's been a lot of pain and hurt that has happened. So I don't know. Overall, I feel like the season was really good. I feel in terms of the drama, <laughs> but you guys know I'm still sitting in that like 6.5, maybe 7 range. I, I feel like we could have seen more 
happiness and fun and just like getting along. And I think that's why a lot of us loved this show because it's like so light and fun. And yes, there's drama, but it's partying. It's silly. It's like you get to see people just like live their best life and have a fun summer. But I think future state, like we need to see more of these people outside of the house because there are people like the Chris's of the world who actually have such interesting lives and we don't know anything about it because we don't see that angle. Um, so I would, I would recommend doing that. I also think there needs to be a cash shakeup a thousand percent. I think Carl, Lindsay, I think it's okay if you move on from this. I also feel like Amanda and Kyle could also move on from this. I've said it again. They need to have a show about their product like they need a lover boy show to talk about you know their job I you know like people's revolution from the city like very like that where it's Kelly Catrone is Kyle Cook but less mean and you know actually I would love to have a whole podcast where we talk about her it's so interesting now anyway sidebar um I feel like that would be so interesting. You get to know their team. It's just a whole different story and there could be crossover. I don't know. I think that's like a great way to get kind of like the OGs to move on a little bit. I feel like we could absolutely follow Paige in a heartbeat in the city. Are you kidding? She is like prime demo target for 25 or like 22 to like 35. Um, just people would love to watch it. They'd love to see her social life, what she's doing. She has so many different projects she's working on. Then we could see Hannah again, which I know I love seeing Hannah. Hannah's TikToks are kind of my favorite TikToks that I come across when she's getting those people in the street. Um, so there's opportunity. I just feel like there's just something has to change. And if you're watching Summer House Martha's Vineyard, that's been good. It's been good too. And I feel like there's that's it's working because it's a different cast. It's a different environment. Same structure. A la real world. Anywho, those are my thoughts off the, off the, you know, top of my head, just reacting off of right after this episode. What did you guys think? I don't know. I feel like the reunion's going to be really sad. I feel like Danielle is going to say a lot that Lindsay's going to hang on to. Lindsay is a forgiver. She's not a forgetter. She's not a forgetter. So she will remember always. And I don't know if that's a healthy thing for their relationship, considering Danielle is a pretty sensitive person. And I don't think that's bad. I am too. I just feel like she is never going to get what she needs out of her friendship from Lindsay anymore. She's just not. And it's sad. But who knows? I could be wrong. Like I said, it might just be on ice. To be continued. Can't wait for the reunion. Let me know if you're going to watch it. Remember, this week, VPR reunion. Ah, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not worthy. We're all not worthy. I can't wait. Um, and again, I'll have Nadia from Thought House on my recap from reunion part one. Cannot wait. I can't wait for you guys to tune in for that one. Thanks for listening. I hope you got your summer house fixed. And we'll see you next time. Bye, guys.